This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 125-inch. On this week's episode, we wrap up our conversation with Joe Kraus, the superfan who produced Prosthetic Lips, the first ever Weird Al tribute album. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. Welcome to episode 125-inch. We are both really excited to get to part two of our interview with Joe Krause. You know, Joe has been around since the days of alt.music.weird-al. I knew that, Dave. I knew all of that. I knew it was episode 125-inch. I knew all of that. But you know what? You did say you're excited for that interview, and I'm excited to finish it. But you know what else I'm excited about? In just about a month, we are flying out to Los Angeles, and we are going to be seeing Weird Al on a stage for the first time in, like, two years. Yeah, we are both going to check out the Nightmare Before Christmas live-to-film concert experience. It is going to be so cool. We're going to be with so many other cool Weird Al fans there as well. Yeah, so if you're going to be there, let us know. Uh, We'd love to say hi. We'd love to... Talk about the podcast, talk about Weird Al. It's going to be so much fun. So, Dave, we are actually going to both the 29th and the 31st on Halloween, and I just can't wait. <laughs> now, for Halloween, I, I understand that they want us to dress up. Have you picked out a Halloween costume yet to wear, Ethan? I have. I, I just, you know, every year I go through this thing where I, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing a Halloween costume this year. Like, I decide that earlier in the year. And then by, like, this time, I'm like, maybe I want to do a Halloween (laughs) costume. So, literally this week, I I went from, I'm not going to do a Halloween costume to, I've picked out and started ordering my pieces. So, (laughs) (laughs) as it gets more together, I will uh, announce it on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. (laughs) Are you dressing up at all? You know, I have a few ideas. I haven't quite gone as far as you did and started ordering anything yet, but I have a few ideas I'm tossing around. I might dress up. We'll see. Well, worst case scenario, you can always dress up as Weird Al superfan Dave Elvis Rossi. I think he could pull it off. (laughs) I don't know. I'd have to grow out my beard, grow my hair long, get LASIK surgery. Yeah. It would be a real pain. I don't think I could pull that one off by October 31st. Yeah, that's true. It's coming up pretty quick. Well, anyway, Dave, I think it's time for this week in Weird Al-related news! Weird Al was named as the official 2021 ambassador for the 11th annual World College Radio Day, which is happening on Friday, October 1st. And as part of his duties as ambassador, Weird Al recorded an exclusive interview for the World College Radio Day event. And that interview will be simulcast on over 600 participating college radio stations across the globe. The interviewer was looking for advice on Reddit for college radio-related questions to ask Al, so we pointed him towards some past interviews that we've had on the podcast, including Brian Hackney, Beefalo Bill Burke, and Joel Miller. Yeah, all of which either were on KCPR or were somehow involved with Al's Weird Al show on KCPR. So hopefully he 
listened to those interviews and got some good questions. I can't wait to hear the interview. It'll be fun. And of course, Weird Al himself got his start on college radio back on KCPR in Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And Ethan, you got your start on college radio too. Hey, that's right, Dave. Yeah, I had a radio show called Alternative to Sleeping with Ethan Allman, and that was at the University at Albany here in New York, and it was on WCDB 90.9 FM. Wow. How long were you actually doing Alternative to Sleeping with Ethan Allman? I started it when I was a freshman in college, and I stayed long after I graduated. I was actually there for doing it for about eight years every week. It was pretty intense. What kind of stuff did you play on your college radio show? So it was technically a specialty show. So we had to fall within a certain format like alt rock, hip hop, metal or, you know, so I started off playing alt rock because that allowed me to play Weird Al. (laughs) And then after (laughs) the requisite, like you have to be a station member for so long, I was able to get a specialty show approved. And from then on, all I did was play stand-up comedy, comedy music, and I interviewed comedians and celebrities and other random people. And it was a blast. I I actually had a lot of fun with it. Very cool. Any special interviews that stand out in your mind? Yeah, I interviewed this one guy named... um, Here, I have it written down. uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, That was pretty (laughs) special. (laughs) And of course, cool. I, I I got to talk to Steve. I talked to Bermuda, Jim, Ruben, and you know I interviewed this guy who claimed he was Weird Al's accordion teacher, but I'm not sure if he actually was. So <laughs> but I interviewed a guy who claimed to be Weird Al's original door to door salesman accordion teacher, but I've never actually verified. <laughs> and I, I and Dave, I have reached out to him recently just to see if he'll do the podcast and reveal if it's true or not. He has never gotten back to me, so <laughs> I think uh, he might be exposed. Well, maybe someday we'll find out the real truth behind Weird Al's accordion teacher. Those interviews actually sound really cool. You know, I feel like we should play those on the podcast at some point. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, they're just burning a hole in my hard drive here. I think it'd be fun. You know, obviously (laughs) they'd be dated. I think think a lot of them were recorded around either the release of Alpocalypse or the Alpocalypse tour. I remember when Alpocalypse actually came out, I changed the name of my radio show from Alternative to Sleeping to alternative to sleeping for like the month or two when that album was coming out so you know i was doing my part dave i i just always have done my part my whole life to promote weird al <laughs> well i think in the right context those interviews would be a lot of fun even if they were back from apocalypse days i still think there'd be a lot of interest in hearing them on the podcast oh totally yeah you'll you'll hear um you know ruben getting mad at me for calling him ruben uh <laughs> You'll you'll hear me. Um, actually, I talked to Ruben about you in one of the interviews. Oh, and I get your name wrong, so <laughs> can look forward to hearing that eventually. <laughs> you know, I always actually had intended to have you on my radio show back in college, Dave, just to hear about your collection and your tattoos and all that stuff. It's a shame that that never happened because that would be really cool to be able to listen back to that. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm really tough to track down, even way back then, so I understand why you didn't have me on there. I mean, you have to go through my manager and get approval, and then you got to schedule time with my intern, Frank. So, you know, it's it's understandable. But I appreciate you thinking about me. (laughs) 
yeah, no, it it would have been good, but yeah, it was just too much too much red tape to cut through. It just never <laughs> never happened. <laughs> well, maybe someday you'll get to sit down and actually talk to me at length, you know, about Weird Al in some capacity. Well, I you know I keep sending the emails to your manager, so we'll we'll see we'll we'll see. <laughs> All right. So in other news, this is really cool. We we had talked about last month about the new Guar documentary coming out called This Is Guar, featuring interviews with Weird Al himself. And it's almost time. Yeah, it will officially premiere this Friday, September 24th at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. It does not appear that it's one of the features that can be screened at home, but we'll let you know if we hear anything about more screenings or releases. And as far as we can tell, it's only playing one time during the festival. The festival runs from Thursday through September 30th, so it seems like there's a lot of other interesting things, but obviously not as interesting as the one Guar documentary featuring Weird Al. So if you're in the Austin, Texas area and you're able to check it out, we would love to hear all about it. And if you could leave us a review on the 347 Spatula Hotline, that would be swell. Whoa, and speaking of the 347 Spatula Hotline... We've got a message right now! The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and longtime podcast supporters. All right, let's take a listen to that message. Hey, Dave and Ethan. This is longtime listener John Katz giving you a call to let you know that I happen to catch I wouldn't exactly say a recent appearance, but it was recent for me. I was going through some old vinyl records in my collection, and I found one from 1982. Rod Stewart, double LP live album called Absolutely Live. And so I was listening to the closing track on disc one called Rock My Plimsoll, and it is just going with this great jam session. And I'm listening to this harmonica, and they're playing a harmonica. And finally, the band crescendos. And Rod Stewart says, Jimmy Zavala on the harmonica. The cheapest instrument you can buy. The harmonica. And then that's followed by about a 20-second applause. Everyone's going crazy for Jimmy Z. And I want to tell you, I listened to the whole album. Not one other band member is mentioned. Not one other curtain call happens. It's just there for Jimmy Z on the harmonica. You got to check it out. Rock My Plimsoll by Rod Stewart, live with Jimmy Z. John, thank you so much. How awesome is it to hear Jimmy Zavala in the wild? I mean, if he heard that before our interview, there would be no association to this awesome guy who like swore 500 times while we were talking to him. (laughs) Yeah, that was such a fun interview. We interviewed Jimmy way back on episode 55 inch last year in May. And Jimmy has such an incredible career. You've got to check it out. He's worked with everyone from Etta James to the Eurythmics. And of course, Rod Stewart, Tom Petty, Ziggy Marley, Bon Jovi, his list of people he's worked with is incredible. And he's got a great story, a great career. 
And not only has he worked with Weird Al, there is photographic evidence of it in black and white and weird all over John Bermuda Schwartz's book. So you can actually see a picture of Jimmy in there. So very cool. I uh, I guess I'll have to, to listen to that and hear that shout out talking about the harmonica. That sounds really funny. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sounds like we've got yet another message on the 347 Spatula Hotline. All right, Frank, cue this one up. Hi, guys. It's Jackson Scoggins from episode 69, episode 420, time traveler extraordinaire, camped on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm just calling to let you know that today's episode is brought to you in part by Waiting for Lunch Radio. Waiting for Lunch Radio is a free-form radio show inspired by mixtapes and zines playing a wide range of crazy music and hot, fresh, demented ear food. Waiting for Lunch Radio is not available where you get your podcast because it's on Mixcloud. But don't worry, you can find it at waitingforlunch.com. And when you're done over there, go to discoverdarwin.biz. And when you're done over there, go to... Wolfenwool.com And when you're done over there, go to GroupTop2008.com And when you're done over there, go to ShakeWell.com That's S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-
Wow, I am so excited for you, Ethan. And I'm also excited for Christian and the eligible spatulars as well. Now, Eddie, he plays the role of the customer in the handy video where he gets shot off the toilet and his dishwasher explodes. That is going to be such a fun night of comedy. (laughs) I know, it's going to be great. I've seen him perform before and he's just, he's so funny. So I'm very excited. And Dave, I have another exciting gig to announce. Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulars will be opening for the Found Footage Festival at the Linda in Albany, New York on none other than Weird Al's 62nd birthday, October 23rd. Wow, that is so awesome. But what is the Found Footage Festival? So it's not actually a festival per se. It is this really incredibly amazing, funny show where these two guys, Nick Pruer and Joe Pickett, they are these really funny comedians and writers and they are obsessed with VHS tapes. So they'll go to like Goodwills and thrift stores and they'll find just random VHS tapes. And they've spent like 10,000 hours watching every single VHS tape that they pick up across the U S and now they have fans to give it to them and they distill it down to just the absolute funniest thing. So like they'll get, you know, medical training videos. They'll get like, you know, really crappy local commercials you know, just really crazy stuff, and it's literally found footage. They put it together. One of the absolute funniest live comedy shows you can see. So I'm, I was going to be there anyway. So the fact that now I don't have to pay and I can just go and perform beforehand is just, it's a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and Dave, you might recognize the names Nick Pruer and Joe Pickett because at the Forest Hill Stadium show that we saw on the Strings Attached Tour, Nick and Joe were the guys I ran into who were hanging out with our future guest, Scott Rogowski. So they were at that show. They're big Weird Al fans. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Wow. Both of those shows sound absolutely amazing. It sounds like you've got a really busy month ahead of you. So just those two shows? Well, actually, you can also catch us. We're doing a third performance, but it's tonight. Wednesday, September 22nd, we'll be at the Linda in Albany, and you won't believe who we're opening for. Drum roll, please, Bermuda. We are opening for two local Albany bands. I I can't remember. It's like the Jagaloons or something. Wow, that is incredible. Great for Ethan Christian and the eligible Spatchers moving on up in the comedy music world. That's right. Well, thank you for all your support, Dave. I, I very much appreciate it. This past weekend, episode six centimeter of our black and white and weird all over bonus episode series dropped for the general public. Or, I mean, the cheapskate. No, wait, I had it right the first time. And bonus episode eight centimeter dropped for our Patreon family at the same time as well. This is, of course, our book series, where we sit down with author John Bermuda Schwartz. We go picture by picture through his book, Black and White and Weird All Over the Lost Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1983 through 1986. And our intern Frank tells us that yet another episode is scheduled to drop this Monday, September 27th. If you truly can't wait for Monday, September 27th, you can head over right now to patreon.com slash 2000 inch and listen all the way up through episode eight centimeter. Last week, we started our interview with Joe Krause. So let's pick up 
with part two already in progress. You mentioned the other album, The Binge and Purge. So let's jump over to that for a second. What's really incredible about that is, you know, my understanding is it came out with an issue of Waiting for Lunch magazine. And, it, you know, you mentioned that Tom, a.k.a. Devo, has a song on there. You've got a song on there. But also, it features songs by John Bermuda Schwartz. Who, who's that? <laughs> yeah, he was. he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Bermuda, this is the... Um, uh, this has been an unspoken thing through this, is that Bermuda knew that I was doing this stuff and I didn't get sued. So thank you, Bermuda. Thank you, Al and Jay Levy and whomever else I have to thank for not getting sued then or, or hopefully not now. Uh, <laughs> still st- still not making any money on it, uh, anything like that. Um, but uh, Ber- Bermuda, I mean, he had sent me stuff. He's He was writing articles for the zine and all that. And so he sent me um, the songs that he recorded in the 70s. That was also on a burn CD, but this was two years, a few years later. But uh, The Ballad of Woodsy Owl and... Uh, you, you know, he submitted uh, a version of Pico and Sepulveda for the Dr. Demento show, the same contest that Al had submitted his version for back in the day. Right. Uh, so that version of Pico and Sepulveda uh, is on is on the tape. And uh, Mr., he covered Mr. Ghost Goes to Town. Yes. As well. And they're 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 really high quality recording. When I when I heard them, I was like, oh, I, I don't have a band. I, oh, I don't know. I'll just I'll try to make music anyway. But anyway, he's professional <laughs> musicians. You know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is old stuff. It's like, it sounds great. Come on. Yeah. It does sound great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if John Bermuda Schwartz is sending you material for your CD, you don't turn him down. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> who, who else is on here? Now, Prosthetic Lips had a, a single piece of paper folded in half with the credits on it and, a, and some liner notes in it. That's the thing I couldn't find for this, which is why I was reading off that ad. And then Binge and Purge, same thing. It had a, it had a little, like a 12-page booklet that had some cartoons and it had all the lyrics uh, and all that in it. So, wow. Uh, Tom, Rockwell did the co- Tom Rockwell did the cover art for that as well. And that's his, his The Mouth character is on the cover because that track is okay. on, on the tape. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> As long as we're talking about Weird Al tribute albums, you also have a song on the uh, Me, Myself, and I Weird Al tribute album. I remember Larry. What can you tell us about getting involved with that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's, a, that's a cool tribute album that I forget about sometimes because it's, it was 2000 and it's just it's been a minute. Um, yeah. The, that one in the, that one I don't have in front of me and I don't remember all the people on it uh, the the last track was uh, on that was one of the presidents of the United States uh, of America though on that on that compilation yeah I was I was envious of the idea of using that cover art from the from the uh, complete al uh, because it was right. just so perfect <laughs> it was just so perfect to just use that cover art from the complete al um, so I think that's I think that's an, a great a great follow-up to prosthetic lips even though I had uh, very little to do with with making that one. I just contributed that song. So we 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 recorded. Uh, I remember Larry for that one, and Crystal Smith was my friend then, who was uh, singing on it. And Paul from Zelda and the Unibrows arranged. I remember Larry with a bunch of arpeggios in it, like it's a Philip Glass track, because that's how a lot of our music sounds. So we've got I remember Larry plus Philip Glass arpeggios plus Year Two Thousand general MIDI sounds, and then a <laughs> and then a uh, Crystal uh, Smith singing very cool so i gotta know did you actually record the backwards message in the song i remember larry and include that as well i think i recorded a different backwards message i think i recorded a few different messages (laughs) so um i definitely recorded backwards stuff and i don't remember i think let's see what it was 
wow, you must have a lot of free time on your hands. That was the backwards thing in the original one, right? So it was, I think I said, you're right. I think backwards, <laughs> if you play it backwards, I go, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. True to the original, making sure you include. That's a, that's a, that's a deep question. Good, good, good question on that one. I, I wouldn't have thought about that backwards masking in my year 2000 cover of I Remember Larry. No one's ever asked me about that, ever. <laughs> Good job, that's, Dave. That's us here on Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, always digging <laughs> deep and, and getting to what the fans really want to hear about. That's right. <laughs> the, the things that the fans didn't know that they really wanted to hear. but That's right. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you stayed true to that, that song and included some backwards messages. I almost want. I almost want to. Almost want to do it again because I still. I still have the MIDI file, so I could throw it into Logic and put modern sounds with it. It would still sound like MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, not to jump around too much, but I did want to uh, talk about a, another track from Prosthetic Lips by, of course, Amanda Cohen, who went on to create Alcon and. She does this really awesome track where she's essentially interviewing Weird Al and his answers are all clips from songs or, or other media. Yeah, 27 questions with Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. Welcome, dear friends. This is Amanda Cohen, and with me today in the studio is my close personal friend, Weird Al Yankovic. Mind if I call you Al? I don't care. Okay, Al. Can I get you anything? Maybe a hamburger? Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot you're a vegetarian. Don't want no part of that vegetarian seat. Okay, okay, a vegan. What do you do to stay so healthy? Eat a lot of broccoli and drink a lot of beer. Well, that accounts for some of your sound effects. Uh, let's see, Al. You're a musician, songwriter, lyricist, comedian, actor, producer, director. And an architect. Yes, but you're best known for your parodies. Now, if somebody won't give you permission for a parody, do you try to persuade them nicely? I'd rather kick and jump and fight and scratch and scream until I'm blue. Ooh, good thing most of them don't turn you down. How has all this success affected your ego? Dwarfs, the mighty redwoods, and it towers over everyone. Now, Al, were you a geek growing up? Everyone knows you got your first big break on the Dr. Demento show. What did you say when he started playing My Bologna? Doctor, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs> and you still thank the doctor on all your liner notes. He's so great. So, uh, seen any good movies lately? Twister! 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 Oh, well, actually, I was thinking of... The name of this movie is... Anyway, I've seen you in concert now six times. I know, but you have the greatest band in the world with Jim and Steve and Ruben and Bermuda. How come the shows sound so different from the albums? We're just technologically impaired. Now that you produce your own stuff, what is the secret to that unique Yankovic sound? So now everywhere you go, you get mobbed by fans. <laughs> Does being famous have a bright side? You can eat a bunch of sushi, then forget to leave a tip. Well, that would be good if you ate sushi. Don't want no part of that vegetarian. I know, I know. Being a big entertainer must be such hard work. What's it like to deal with all those agents and lawyers and stuff? They'll suck your brain out through us, why you just can't trust those guys. 
Is showbiz really that hard? They sucked out my internal organs and they took some Polaroids and said I was a darn good sport. Speaking of Polaroids, are you really naked on the cover of Off the Deep End? I was only kidding, baby! You look naked to me. Come on, Al, give us the naked truth. I guess we all knew that was coming. Well, here's the hard part of the interview. I like this part. What are your plans for the future? I want to crazy glue my head to the bottom of a big steel girder. Really? I'll stick my nostrils together with crazy glue. Well, Al, we're just about out of time. We've been together for so very long. What advice do you have for up-and-coming musical comedians like yourself? I'm watching you, so don't get funny. Thanks for your time, Al. Just one more question. Can I borrow five bucks? No, 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 no. Well, there you have it, dear friends. An interview with Weird Al Yankovic, the hardest working man in show business. My close personal friend here in the studio with me, Amanda Cohen. Until next time, have fun. How did you react the first time you heard that? Oh, I thought, I mean, I thought it was great. Uh, she was also involved with... Uh, I th with the bamboo steamers at the at the uh, opening of of the thing, she was involved a little bit with both of that, and I, um, you know, I lost touch with her over the years. I'd seen her at Alcon, obviously, um, but I, I talked to her recently on social media and heard her heard her song that she did about the uh, uh, about what happened in January in the United States, yes. and so I'm really happy to see. I was <laughs> like that kind of hearing her her current work kind of completed the circuit for me, and I was like, yeah, Amanda Cohen. So, hi, Amanda Cohen. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we love Amanda. Absolutely. You brought up Alcon. Uh, did you actually get to attend any of the Alcons? Yeah, I attended either two or three of them per, <laughs> per, my faulty, per our faulty memory. Um, one of the things that I had in my stack of, of show and tell here isn't quite here, but I found the Alcon 98 coloring book uh, that uh, Luke Ski did. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, and it has a it has a caricature of Amanda Cohen in it, uh, running around with looking at her watch because she's she's uh, tending to the the proceedings of Alcon ninety eight. Right, <laughs> and you can color it in. It's a full page color in Amanda Cohen drawing. Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, the, the first Alcon was was so crazy because. Well, everyone knows the spoiler on that one, right? Everyone knows that already? Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> I think enough time has passed that we can talk about it. <laughs> enough time? Okay, so no one's still going to go to the convention and be... Okay. So, yeah, because Al showed up at it. And uh, <laughs> Bermuda did his, did his thing where he's got like a screen, he's doing his presentation, and he has a message from Al, and Al comes out from behind the screen. And I know there's video of it now, but there wasn't for years, so I was like, oh, wow, I saw the video of that. Yeah. Uh, but it was masterfully done, and uh, what can I say? It's 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 uh, it was a happy time, Alcon '98. Oh, it was a great convention, yeah, and it was a surprise not only to all the fans in attendance, but also to Amanda as well. That Weird Al was actually going to show up there. She did not know he was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, she 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 uh, commented that it wrecked her schedule. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hence her that. looking at her watch all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so so 2002, I think, was the one with, with Alan, Alan Suzanne there. And um, yeah. I stood in the, dutifully stood in the autograph line and all that stuff. And I remember Suzanne commenting on my T-shirt, which said Hubble Space Telescope, and it had a picture of Mars on it. So that's why I remember that I was wearing my Mars T-shirt at that oh, time. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow, cool. <laughs> wow, Suzanne liked your T-shirt. I love that story. Yes, that's right. Suzanne liked my T-shirt. <laughs> so it seems like you were very entrepreneurial as a, as a young kid. You had a lot of projects, a lot of creative outlets. And, you know, looking at some of your more recent projects, it seems like you've kind of kept that spirit going. I, I mean, I would love to hear about um, your newest podcast, but also... Um, you've had a, a couple podcasts and, and, and serials over the years. Yeah, the, it wasn't until the pandemic that I really put it all together uh, because I was I had done so many different things that I was kind of forgetting who I was, and suddenly the world has stopped, and I'm like, okay, wait, what who what do I do? What who am I? What? Do? So I made an, <laughs> I made like a, a CV. Uh, I, I've listed all of my works, and I created an archive on my website mostly for myself just to get my head around where <laughs> where I am in time, and. Um, some of my favorite stuff, though, was uh, about five five years ago. Um, my friends uh, Yvonne has a show on WFMU in New Jersey called "Dance with Me, Stanley," and it's ostensibly a polka program. Uh, <laughs> and so she plays polka music and anything else that's high energy, essentially. And she's now been on the radio there for nine years, almost ten years. Uh, and she's interviewed Doctor Demento twice. Uh, which, which is amazing. But she moved back from New Jersey to Michigan. Anyhow, I'm getting ahead of myself. She invited me to make something for her show. And that turned into Erie Canal Theater, uh, which was the group. And we made a show of uh, a science fiction show called Switchboard Infinity. So that's all, that's all available on streaming. But that's a super wacky sci-fi uh, sketch comedy. And it's probably the highest production value thing that I've done with no money. <laughs> Uh, is is the Erie Canal stuff. <laughs> it's like um, we made about 20 episodes of, of, of shows that sound really terrific um, and, and nobody heard them or paid for them or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> but they're out there. We, but, we can listen to them. We have the opportunity. So, yeah, you, you have the opportunity to hear them if you find them on streaming. Um, but the, the connection with Yvonne, the reason I tell that story is because she's back here in Michigan and uh, we're developing a sort of a revival of the idea of my old high school zine as a mixed cloud sort of radio show. So we've got a one hour thing we're doing every two weeks. We're playing music and we're being wacky and all of that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, So that's how that relates to Erie Canal Theater and circles back to Weird Al in the first place because we're doing that now. Wow. Okay. So so, very cool. So the new podcast that you just uh, that you're doing with her is called Waiting for Lunch Radio, and it, it it sounds like you really went full circle in tying in your childhood magazine. The childhood magazine was something that I, you know, after high school, I still used the logo from it as my like little record label, and I and I, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I thought I'd make a, a website where I'd sell merchandise and do all that, and it just fell apart. And it, eventually, I said, oh, my life's going in a different direction. Time to retire this, and I did, and I did for more than a decade. And then it just ended up that that name was available when we were coming up with a show idea. And we were, we were saying, let's do something that's free form. Let's do something that's affirming to artists. That's like bringing in, like it's our open mic night, you know, uh, it's kind of the same concept with prosthetic lips. It's like, you're not trying to take something and produce it into a a commercial project. You're, you're trying to uh, curate things that are interesting that get overlooked because it's not professional or, 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 um, you know, slips through the cracks sort of a thing. And then you get into a collaborative relationship with people and everybody's making the creative stuff on a yellow submarine of a zine or a radio show. So it's free form, it's DIY, uh, in spirit. And, uh, that's, that's the idea. That's the idea. So you just go and you do it. 
and it's fun. Cool. Another thing I, I found really interesting and I would love to hear more about on your website was these backseat Detroit tours that you did up until last year when the pandemic hit. Yeah, that one. Um, I don't know if I can connect that one to the Weird Al universe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unless I give give Al a tour, or Bermuda a tour sometime. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I'm visually impaired. I was diagnosed with something called Stargardt's macular dystrophy when I was in my 20s, and as a result, I don't drive, and I haven't driven a car for almost 10 years now. And I live in the Motor City. I live in downtown Detroit, um, so it's not a great city to get around without a car, and uh, when I gave up my car uh, back then, I was searching around for something to do, and I had been an Airbnb host, and I was I had been showing around, uh, showing Airbnb guests around the city, and it sort of naturally turned into these afternoons where I'd go out with some people that I just met who were visiting from France or whatever, and we would go to a coffee shops and just bop around town, and that transformed over a period of years into a tour business where I started doing this with people who are not Airbnb guests and, you know, being licensed and charging money <laughs> and uh, adult, adult things like that. So I did that for seven years before the pandemic um, and gave tours to thousands of people in, in that time. Oh, cool. And wow. Yeah. The, and, and, oh, I didn't get to the core thing of how it works. The way it works is, you know, because I can't drive. So, and people need a car to see greater Detroit. So we can do a walking tour downtown, but to see the neighborhood layout, so I will get a, I, I will become a backseat driver. So I get in people's cars and I both, I'm a human sat nav, I navigate for them and I also give a, a private personal tour at the same time. That's awesome. Wow, that's such a cool idea. Yeah. And uh, we haven't had any car accidents ever. Wow. So there you go. Oh, that's great. So oh. People are absorbing information and driving carefully and responsibly this whole time. <laughs> that's really fun. <laughs> now there's another thing I really wanted to ask you about and I I keep thinking about this and laughing. Tell us about when you protested a rock show. Oh man, oh that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> uh that was maybe 2000s, maybe 99, 2000 something like that, and it was uh the band Monster Magnet was coming out with a release uh, having a release party at a strip club in the Detroit suburb of Warren and I was starting college at that time I was in my community college my first semester of community college and sitting next to me in one of the classes this guy says oh I'm a promoter for this guy's record label we need to create an event and uh, back then I was in an improv comedy troupe uh, which was called Mr. Rogers Sweatshop so I said <laughs> well I got a comedy troupe <laughs> So Mr. Rogers Sweatshop uh, turned into a fictitious uh, Christian group that uh, called <laughs> uh, this, uh, uh, which was called Christians Undermining Music, which is an acronym. And we showed up dressed conservatively outside the strip club and we were handing out pamphlets and, uh, and pretending to be really upset at the band Monster Magnet. And the thing is, this sort of publicity stunt, because there was there was there was press there. Uh, is the the key to this working was that the promoter for the record label didn't tell the band or anyone at the strip club what we were doing, so they all thought it was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so like at one point one of our one of our guys wants to go he wants to go use the bathroom inside and he goes in and the the bouncer's like what what are you doing and like shoves him back out and it's like uh, I'm going to use the bathroom I'm going to use the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so 
Um, <laughs> I mean, we were all 17 or whatever at, the, at this time. And the local media was there. There used to be a magazine called Orbit Magazine, uh, which was a, that's a regional thing. Like no one will know about it outside of, but that was probably, that was probably part of the inspiration because Orbit was a really sharp edged satirical uh, magazine in Detroit at that, at that time. And I was just like amazed that we got in there. There's a book about Orbit Magazine now um, written by a guy named Rob St. Mary, who was a WDET or a, a NPR person here for a long time. But mm. uh, we're not in that book, unfortunately. But we were in the actual magazine. And uh, <laughs> we were in Guitar World magazine on, a, on an issue that had a big, Frank Z- a big Frank Zappa layout. And I was so happy. Like, oh, look, I'm in a magazine with Frank Zappa. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, John Lennon on the cover. And that was, uh, so we were in there too. It was like protesters, it says in the headline of the Guitar World article. Um, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so that's that's uh, Mr. Rogers sweatshop <laughs> yeah. and Monster Magnet. <laughs> Very cool. That's so great. Now I understand you have a connection to another book called "I'm Your Fan: The Songs of Leonard Cohen." Can you tell us about that book? Yeah, uh, this is a book that came out somewhat recently, and it's uh, it's it's a book about. And I haven't I haven't read the whole thing yet. See, I'm visually impaired. I need to get the ebook and read this thing and actually read it. Uh, <laughs> but I have the physical book as the artifact uh so far but it's a it's a a book about tribute albums and how they relate to to leonard cohen and there's there's a half a page in there about prosthetic lips because uh the author uh ray paget was emailing back and forth with me and this is so i'm I'm chatting with him and then when the book came out and i read it it's 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 pretty it's pretty entertaining but i realized that my information is inaccurate and thanks to uh you you guys to uh, <laughs> Ethan and Dave and Lex Friedman finding an email from back then. I now know that I was 15 and that I was in 10th grade when this was made, but this, uh, uh, the text in this book states otherwise. Um, <laughs> it says, it's cause it says it's a, and it's, it states otherwise, not because of anything the matter with Ray Paget. It's because I told him inaccurate information, and now it's in a book. And now I'm now I just feel terrible that I'm corrupting corrupting the history of music by. Uh, so anyhow, I'm sorry, Ray Paget. Um, may your book sell so many copies that you're required to put out a second edition where I can send in correct information. That's right. Um, but he uh, he he writes in here that the money from Prosthetic Lips now. It was $6 plus $1.50 shipping, and so it sounds like I must have made a fortune on this. But really, it was all physical materials and mail and copies. It, th- I assure you that that money all went into production of the team. Yeah. Plus, the, each one was, you know, sometimes I was recording them in real time at home uh, as well. It wasn't all duplicated professionally. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it was me doing it on my cassette tape <laughs> off of a mini disc or, or off of the master, rather, the master right. CD. Um so he says, oh, yeah, I could have paid for an eighth grade graduation in this. And it's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> now I have to get that book for my Weird Al collection. Oh, but yeah, but I am, I am proud because he's, according to this author, it's the earliest example he's been able to find of someone organizing a tribute album on the Internet. So he's crediting me with doing that. Wow. Is, I don't know if I deserve it. If I, if I do, I'll take it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's got to be someone i i'm sure like we'll find out it, it'll take like you know every decade there'll be someone who finds someone earlier who did it so i'm just the first one before someone it's like it's like doing a speed run in super mario it's like there's always going to be someone who's like it's one frame faster than right, you in the future right <laughs> yeah 
Well, that's a cool honor to have, even being one of the first, I I think, because it's a really cool project. I'll take it. I mean, look at us, how many years later, still talking about it and still, you know, getting enjoyment from it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of the enjoyment of this, uh, is, is, um, connecting back to that sense of community, uh, and fandom because it was very, it was very analog and Weird Al had not yet achieved the sort of untouchable, uh, (laughs) pop culture, uh, sort of God status that he has now where everybody, you know, the New York times is just like, of course we love weird Al. Here's another article about him. It's like, no, he was, people loved him and he had a great following and, and had won Grammys. I mean, it, 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 but it wasn't like, uh, Oh, obviously if you're anybody, you just love weird Al, which is now the current disposition. It's been enough time that that's where he is back then. It was like, Oh, Someone in my family would be like, oh, yeah, I didn't like him when he first came out. His voice is kind of annoying. Like, that's... <laughs> it's like, well, it's not about his singing chops, really. It's... <laughs> yeah, they just don't get it. Although he has those, too. Yes. He, he's not really trying to get those clear tones on girls just want to have lunch. It's, it's going in a different direction. <laughs> now, what's really exciting is people can check out the prosthetic lips album on your website you can download the songs for free you just head over to joseph c krauscom slash prosthetic dash lips or just google it you know really and you can get right there and it is just such a treat getting to hear all of these tracks you know all the ones that we mentioned are on there uh of course sudden death aka devo spice we get to hear uh, Amanda Cohen's great one, uh, Insane Ian's great song. So it, it's very cool that you have that up there for people to listen to. Because really, I mean, it, it, when this came out, there was no, uh, there was no iTunes, there was no Apple Music to to get to hear these tracks. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. You just had to. You just had to send a check to a fifteen-year-old at a PO box through the mail. That's all you could right. do to get this. I say it was legitimate because I actually did get a, I did get my copy eventually. It took a several years, but I did. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got it right away. <laughs> if you said years, I'd, 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 I'd 10% believe you if you said that. <laughs> did I just find one under the couch later and just was like, oh, I guess I'll send it in now. <laughs> so with all the success that you've had, you know, with Zelda and the Unibrows and waiting for launch and everything, is there another Weird Al tribute album in the books are will you ever do another weird al tribute album (laughs) (laughs) i i hadn't considered that i'd 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 have to i'd have to get a post office box and a copy machine (laughs) 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 yeah maybe i should do another weird al tribute but only if it's done exactly the same way right (laughs) we've got to send we've got to send it to mike hoffman in chicago he's got it you know you got to get it made on cassette tapes that is the charm of it yes i will submit i would totally be part of that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it might be a little inaccessible. Not everybody has access to a cassette tape. So maybe we have to mail some tape recorders out to people who want to submit right. something. <laughs> mm. Well, I think Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch weird Al podcast would be happy to submit their spatula city parody to be included. If you ever do decide to do an yes. weird Al tribute album. <laughs> 
Well, Joe, it's it's really been a pleasure getting to hear all about this amazing project and and your other projects and 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 all these other fun things you've put together. Um, I, I definitely encourage people to go listen to Prosthetic Lips either for the first time or listen again. Head over to josephccrouse.com uh, for for that and for that archive. And I, I cannot wait to go and and jump down the rabbit hole and read all of the waiting for lunch zines. Um, we can also head over to unibrows.com what a wonderful url (laughs) unibrows.com to check out uh all things zelda and the unibrows um and we thank you we can also follow you on instagram at joseph c kraus and kraus is with a k joe thank you so much for joining us and, and and chatting about weird al and everything thank you so much for having me on and then the waiting for lunch thing if you go to waitingforlunch.com yet another thing that's that'll pick up with our new show where we're kind of circling back to those those ideas um so thank you for for all those plugs thank you for having me on and um it's just a delight to talk to everybody well thank you to joe kraus aka joseph c kraus thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for all your incredible contributions to the weird al fan community And don't forget, you can download your very own copy of Prosthetic Lips on Joe's website, josephccrouse.com slash prosthetic-lips. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant, Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquared.com or wizardburger.com and order ahead. And what do you know? This week's episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, uh, beautiful, it's also stoned. Darwin, Minnesota is home to Matheson Custom Masonry. Matheson Custom Masonry offers excavation, concrete repair, and concrete pouring. They also do concrete sidewalks, driveways, floors, and block foundations for homes. Wow! They do all that! Yes, and they also offer brink and stone walls. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's brick walls. We are not getting into that this episode. Did you know that Matheson Custom Masonry has a Better Business Bureau rating of A+. A++, they all say. Well, it's actually an A+, but that's still really good. Gonna buy a slightly damaged golf bag. Except... They don't sell golf equipment. They're concrete contractors. They only offer concrete and concrete-related services. Gonna buy some Beanie Babies new with tag. No, no Beanie Babies either. But if you want your concrete driveway redone, I know just the business for you. From some guy I've never met in Norway. All right, well, good luck with that. Maybe he knows what a brink wall is. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Uh, Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Each week we are able to bring you our podcast 
absolutely free thanks to our sponsors, Brito Brito, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, David Grant at WolfandWool.com, Joe and Stashu from Waiting for Lunch Radio, and Angel Valenzuela and David Cash. And also thanks to our amazing close personal friend, Patreon supporters, UH Jeff, Zeb, Allison Blair, Frank from the Bank, Kenneth, Jared, Jake, and Javier. And thanks to Trevor San and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly weekly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us over at patreon.com slash 2000inch or by picking up some pretty stinking majestic official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast merchandise, such as the Gill and Chillo, and many other pretty stinking majestic items over at shop.2000inch.com. Be sure to grab your copies of Black and White and Weird All Over. And if you don't have one already, there's a special going on at 1984publishing.com. You can get the Black and White and Weird All Over with a signed book plate signed by John Bermuda Schwartz and the postcard set. It's only $25! I have so many copies and that was just such a good deal. I had to buy more because I just could not wait to check out our special book series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through the book page by page and picture by picture remember bonus episode seven centimeter will drop for everyone next monday the 27th patreon supporters get to hear all bonus episodes early and don't you forget it especially you frank ethan you have so many copies of black and white and weird all over at this point do you have enough copies that you can listen to each bonus episode with a different copy of the book uh, let me just uh, get my calculator. Yes, yes, I do. I do have enough copies of Black and White and Weird All Over to use a different book each different bonus episode. But Dave, I will admit I'm too much of a cheapskate to pay the five bucks on Patreon. So I will have to wait with my 37 copies of the book. Ethan, you are obsessed. Well, we love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com, and we also absolutely love it when we receive voicemail via our official 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. Leave us a message, and you might even hear it in a future episode. For absolutely everything about our podcast, including the incredible past guests, and episodes, be sure to visit weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And be sure to keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A big thank you to everyone who has subscribed and left awesome reviews for us on Apple Podcast, Podcast Attic, Spotify Stitcher, and or the podcast app of your choice. Thank you once again to our guest, Joe Krause, and thank you to Jackson Scoggins, John Katz, and John Bermuda Schwartz. And thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for listening to Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. And always remember to gill and chill. Wow, how really cool that Weird Al is the college radio ambassador. Who would be the Weird Al podcast ambassador?
Ooh, good question. Um, well, how about we ask Weird Al? I don't know. That's a lot of responsibility. Let's just call him right now, Dave. Let's call him. I'll dial it. Whoa, hold on now, Ethan. I'm just not sure he's ready for that kind of commitment. That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 125-inch. The world was our burrito. Burrito. Now I just feel terrible that I'm corrupting the history of music 